You remember the last time we were in this configuration, the ghost of Joe Diffie spoke to us. I know. I was. And he said, boys, don't. Wait, no, don't rock the jukebox on him. Prop oh, me up a... beside the jukebox. Beside the jukebox, yeah. Don't rock the jukebox was Alan Jackson. Yeah. That was. um, Who's not dead. No. It's one of my favorite artists when I was a kid, but then he got ADD. And then. You couldn't listen to Alan Jackson anymore? Well, he. he, he or he got ADD. He got ADD. ADHD, my band. They don't call it ADD anymore, right? I don't think, I think there's the H in there. Or maybe those are two different conditions. I don't know. Is that non not PC to call it ADD? I don't know. I don't know. Well, it he, may be. It may not be. He got ADHD and that tanked his career. Okay. It's kind of like when Lou Gehrig's got Lou Gehrig's disease, Bright's disease. Uh, it was Bright's then, and they changed the name, right? <laughs> I don't. Bright's disease is like um, it's like a historical condition. Yeah. It's just like a umbrella term for various kidney-related diseases in the, like the 19th and early 20th centuries. That's what they were talking about in Deadpool. Yeah, Bright's disease, yeah. yeah. You didn't want Bright's disease. No, uh, it seems like something you wouldn't want to be a party to. No, I've had it before, though. So. You survived. I came on on the other side of Bright's disease. Yeah, others are not so lucky. Yeah, yeah. Dude, the, the thing about the... Um, the thing about the good doctor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just spoiler. We had we we uh we had to check it out for ourselves <laughs> last night. <laughs> had to watch it for ourselves. I didn't want to. But I was like, you know, I have to. If I have to I can't just we have a reputation of speaking off the cuff about things we haven't seen or watched. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I needed to at least have an informed opinion. Thoughts. It's at, like at, like I said to you last night. You know, um, like when you were a kid, and the PS2 came out, and then the Xbox yeah, my, my came out. Case been Nintendo sixty four, the Dreamcast. <laughs> but yeah, well, like at that time, you were like, graphics can't get any better than this. This is the coup de gras, man. This is the best. Man, can look, possibly get. Look, that looks just like Keith Van Horn on NBA Jam ninety eight. <laughs> No improving from here. No, Clyde Drexler, that was like, that was like, uh, you know, it didn't get better than that. And I feel like we're, and, and, and so at the time, I remember thinking like, well, how much better can it get? Like how much more lifelike and realistic can it get? Like will, will we reach a, a singularity with video games yeah. where they look so realistic and lifelike? Yeah. And of course, Mark Zuckerberg answered that with the metaverse. Yeah. So you know, we we obviously did reach that singularity, but yeah. it was too good. That's why they shut it down. That's exactly right, and that's the point I'm trying to make. With the like, no, this is too scary. This is this is scary. Good, the world's not ready for this. Shut it down. Shut it down. Well, it was the threat of getting legs. Remember yeah. when they were going to get legs in the metaverse? Oh yeah, yeah. But then once that happened, once they got legs, yeah. It was too scary. No. It was too terrifying. And that's what Joe Diffie was talking about when he said, prop me up beside the gym. He was talking about the metaverse. He was. He, he was, was trying to tell us. <laughs> He's talking He's about. Like, was once this gets legs, <laughs> Pandora's box is open. Dude, speaking of Joe Diffie and country singers, have you seen, have you heard that song that's like, 
it's called Son of a. It's just the name of it, Son of a. It's like I I I listen to the country station in Clintwood sometimes, and then I was walking in your neighborhood last night, and this college kid drove by in like a fucking huge like F seven fifty. Yeah. 20 foot tall Dually. Yeah. yeah And he, he looked like He wasn't older than 19 uh, He rolled coal Right in your face <laughs> Called you a pussy <laughs> He did so Here take a little bit Of this home with you <laughs> And you just Came in here Looking like you'd Worked third shift On the belt line <laughs> Well that's the thing People don't understand That like old cars Like Model T Fords They were always Rolling coal Yeah I people, had been for Yeah I mean, it's like, they, like everywhere you went yeah. You were getting roll call on. Uh, Could you imagine riding one of those bicycles with a massive front wheel and a small back wheel? And someone <laughs> rolls coal on you in a Model T Ford like, Hey, you're a pussy, see? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're on your... <laughs> Where you headed, the circus? <laughs> like, my town needs more bike lanes. Yeah. I'm getting called pussy. And I'm, <laughs> coal's getting rolled on me every single day of my life. <laughs> a, a, a car full... Of jack booted, booted thugs with Tommy guns yeah. rolls by and rolls coal on you. <laughs> and they're laughing at you. Oh, my God. <laughs> What's a cyclist to do? <laughs> the, oh, so I got off All I want to do is ride my bike lanes and juggle <laughs> while I ride this ridiculous uh, bike that I have. We don't... That's the thing. People talk about bike lanes. Like, cities needing... Like, we talk about walkable cities. What about juggable cities? We don't talk about we don't we don't we don't cater to those in the performing arts. That's true. Yeah. We don't have we don't have cycles we don't have lanes for unicycles. I want a burlesque lane. You know what I mean? <laughs> I wanna be driving down the street and see like uh you know, a man sticking a flaming sword down his throat while you know they're doing some vaguely sexual <laughs> Uh, you know, circus Soleil bullshit or uh, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like four people stacked on top of each other on a unicycle. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's so uh, we're just not catering to the circus crowd anymore with our public infrastructure. Like that would be a great way to get to work. It's like you see cars. People talk about carpooling. Yeah. What about carpooling on a unicycle? Nobody thinks about that. Nobody thinks about that. Yeah, it's just you and a like a. 1890 strong man that's holding up the bearded lady in one arm and <laughs> you know two sets of conjoined twins in the other yeah, or something yeah. you know yeah well yesterday when i got rolled coal on when i got my coal rolled what's the state of having been rolled i think you just got rolled in coal I, you get rolled in coal and you got rolled in coal that's the thing yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. got coal rolled having been having been coal rolled yeah um, the guy had his windows down all the way. So, the joke's on him. He got a little bit of he that. He got a little bit. He got you, but he got himself a little bit. Kind of a cell phone. He's a kamikaze coal roller. Yeah. <laughs> yeah he doesn't care if he gives himself black lung as no. long as he's giving it to everybody else. Yeah. But I noticed the song he was playing. And it is this song I heard on the radio the other day. The same song. It's called Son of a... It's got by a guy named Dylan Carmichael. Um, so the song is like whatever. Like, it's not my thing. I don't yeah. like it. But that's not my issue with this. It's a song about being a grandpa. 
basically. Written by a guy who looks like he's like 25. Are there any, and I'm sorry if I'm infringing on uh, Felix from Tripos territory, but no good songs written about being an uncle. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You know, just something that popped out to me. Now. Well, no good songs about being a third cousin. No. You know. Or, you know, uh, twice removed something. Yeah. What are, are there any songs about being somebody's great aunt? <laughs> are there any songs about, like, you know... Uh, your sister's grandchild, your relation to your sister's grandchild. No, you're right, dude. There's a lot you could do in terms of family. I know the song, you know. No, and that's what this song. That's why this song. Well, maybe I've misinterpreted it because I just heard it on the radio and I thought he was talking about. Let me just read the lyrics. I called him everything under the sun, kind of under my breath, and when I was done, slammed my bedroom door, did some stomping around on my bedroom floor. Dad walked in, no knock, no grace. You know, I didn't want that. It's, you know, that's that's one way to get caught. Yeah, with uh, and your for things to be changed head. forever. <laughs> your relationship there ain't no coming back from that, <laughs> dude. People, that's the thing. Like rich people, like obviously, there's a big discrepancy in their lived experiences from middle class and poor people sure uh but that is one that you'll never like i was always jealous i was always jealous of my friends who had big houses yeah. because they could jerk off in private it's like that me. was that was your that was the only reason you wanted a big house <laughs> the only reason i wanted a big house. i was like man i could just <laughs> jerk off with reckless abandon in a yeah like if, they, we, if only we had 2800 <laughs> square feet they didn't have to worry about someone walking in on them yeah and it pissed me off yeah as someone who was, it's like. <laughs> Have your parents ever caught you jerking it? I'm sure they did. I'm sure they did. Uh, because like our computer growing up was in our kitchen. Oh yeah, that's not a great. But that's like, not the best location. I'm sure, for that. I'm sure that like three in the morning they probably. Yeah. And then like sl- slowly walked back out so that I wouldn't. You know? <laughs> just like high stepping it and like oh god just watching me <laughs> oh, oh man that's not a good image to think about but yes that's that was the big injustice with growing up in a small house there's no privacy I could see that uh, dad walked in no knock no grace said if you think I walked in like I own this place boy it's cause I do and I've got some things I want to call you to uh Okay, never mind. Maybe it's not about being a grandpa. I thought it was about because sounds like the uh, the tyranny of being under another man's roof. Yeah, it might be. Is that the, here's the chorus? You're a son of a mama. You're a son of a dad <laughs> who will never stop loving you and being there and giving you everything they have. I see. I thought when I heard it on the radio, it was just son of a mama. I didn't know it was you're a son of a mama. Like the way he sings it, I yeah. thought he was saying like I'm a son of a mama. And I'm a son of a dad. And also that, true. Yeah. I thought he was basically saying that, like, I've got grandkids. And I was like, why are 19-year-old kids? That would be a sick concept to talk about. <laughs> it's just the song's called Ask Me About My Grandkids. You know, like those bumper stickers you see. Yeah, yeah. Son of Obama. <laughs> son of Baghdadi. Hmm. That that would be a good song. It's uh, historical fiction about Obama's son that he had aborted. Mm-hmm. But 
he didn't have it aborted, so he grew up and was able to become an adult. Yeah. Unlike the doctor's brother from the show last night. Dude. Can we talk about the doctor's brother on the show last night? How bad he was done. He fell three feet and died. (laughs) (laughs) He fell three feet. He was like the great protector of his brother and his family. And the man met his end by falling all of (laughs) maximum seven to eight feet. Maximum. Yeah. Like basically like saying, oh, he fell off of Shaquille O'Neal's head and died. Like you wouldn't die. I mean, you might thud a little bit. It might hurt. You like, yeah. bruise yourself up. But I had friends that fell off roofs and stuff. And they would just like break a leg or something. Yeah. You know. <laughs> they okay. They should have played it like, oh, he didn't die there, but he got a terrible infection and died later. Or something. Yeah, because like, right. that's just not realistic. It's not, you're right. And that's that would have been a much more compelling storyline as the surgeon. Yeah. Because he, he's a surgeon, he can't fucking save his brother anyways if he fell and immediately snapped his neck there's no yeah. saving him anyways mm-hmm. but if he got an infection yeah because he cut his little ankle on the brass pipe yeah. copper pipe yeah where <laughs> if he, he cut himself on like uh, a rusty nail or something got tetanus and started yeah. doing the moves like jagger <laughs> <laughs> he got yeah he got lockjaw he got lockjaw dude okay this this show single-handedly it's like I grew. We grew up with all the best medical dramas. Like there was ER, Grey's Anatomy, was One Tree Hill. One Tree Hill. Hill. Somebody actually posted a funny clip. Oh, that's that that's, clip is you see classic. That? Yeah, that's a great one. <laughs> but like, uh, uh, then there were Scrubs, which was kind of more of a dramedy. Yeah. But um, and then House. But like with every new medical drama. Like, it gets more and more, like, I swear to God, in every medical drama, there's always, uh, you always have, like, a cutscene or, like, an overlaid diagram of the human body mm. and, like, someone, like, scanning its various vascular system, circulatory system, yeah. n- nervous system, and I'm just so over it. Yeah. I'm, t- I'm tired of that level of detail in the human body. Is that like what I'm saying is when we talk about trad and like return return mm. that's the only thing I'm trad about. We need, so to, we re- need to return to old timey medicine. Old ti- n- not not medieval, but not twenty first century either. Yeah. Like late nineteenth century where Doctors were so zooted on pharmaceutical cocaine. Yeah. <laughs> and they were just making it up as they went along. Yeah. Because they were operating on you in a large amphitheater with 30 medical students looking on. Yeah, that's that's tough to do. And that's how they perform. Like, they get fucked up on laudanum and cocaine, and they have to... Like, the whole thing is itself a little bit of a performance yeah. entertainment thing. It's a little, it's a little like... Uh, like what we proposed about the burlesque lane. Yes. What we need is a, <laughs> listen, here's the deal. You can't afford modern medicine. Uh-uh. We have a solution for you. <laughs> We're going to have a, a, it's a bike lane, but it's going to be devoted to old timey pra- <laughs> medical practice. <laughs> it's just, and people are just going to operate on you like it's 1896 while people drive by and just yeah, well, the, kill like, by and watch you. Hospitals can drive by. I mean, hospitals, ambulances. But you're in the back of a horse-drawn buggy. Yeah, right, that's true. Did they have ambulances back then? 
Maybe they had coach horse-drawn ambulances. Hmm. Did they roll call? I think ambulances should be able to roll call on people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like if you won't get out of their way, yeah, they'll they'll roll just call. blast you with some soot. <laughs> A- ambulances should have dualies, and they should sit like 40 feet high, like have a 70-inch wheels, and just roll coal on people. He's coding. He's coding. Not today. He's not. <laughs> and then they just kick it into another gear and roll coal and just part traffic like the Red Sea. Uh-huh. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, man. But the thing is, is like I know why people love that show so much. People love what it is. It's it's all in that opening scene. One of the all-time great opening scenes of television. A kid just gets absolutely just demolished <laughs> by a sign, a glass sign in an airport. <laughs> and gets his entire body riddled with fucking glass. Yeah. And the reason why people love shows like that is because they love the idea of a doctor who is so detached from like like it's it's almost like the show i think it's weird it's like i think that they were going for <coughs> a more social justice type statement like oh this is uh an autistic doctor and and it's trying to humanize him but in so doing it's like they almost inadvertently made him seem like he had no connection at all to fellow humans yeah and that's what his superpower is. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's right. like House. House was like a drug addicted, taciturn, or you know what I mean? Yeah. Like misanthropic guy. Miserable bastard. Yeah. And that was like his superpower. And like that's what kind of makes you empathize with them. It's what made him a good doctor. Yeah. But like this character, it's like you can't sympathize with the arrogant sociopathic surgeon. Yeah. Like they know that. They realize that. Like, they can't make a show about that. So it's like, we're going to make a character who doesn't see people. Even though, like, that's not even... I don't even think that that's, like... Obviously, I'm not... Is it neuroatypical? Non-neuroatypical. I'm not neuroatypical. But... But actually, some people have said I am listening to this show. They're like, when's the autistic guy going to stop talking about... Bob Dylan and Bob Dole. You know what I mean? I really said that about Yeah, you. people have called me that before on this show. And maybe I am on, a little on the spectrum. I don't know. Am it's I? fine. I don't know. I never really thought that about myself before, but if people want to say that's what I am, then... That's what makes you a good doctor. <laughs> a good doctor? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Why do people say? Why do people say stuff like that? You know? Well, they just, they want to be hurtful. Mm-hmm. They want to put you down when you're, yeah. you know, yeah. having a good time, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, speaking of um, someone having a good time, uh, Diane Feinstein, she's having a great time. Yeah, she looks positively thrilled to be mm-hmm. wherever she thinks she is. Yeah. The, um, <clears throat> you know, there was a few things. <laughs> I think it's so, let me just say this real quick, you know. And again, I understand, like, this can be kind of sad for folks because, you know, again, it's like, that's you've we've all had loved ones in, like, that state of whatever, you know. 
um, I don't want to say decay, but maybe I'll just say that because we're all going to be subject to that one. Yeah, day. yeah, yeah. But like when we start the like ableist and ageist stuff, mm-hmm. does and nobody remember just three years ago when she told a group of school kids to go to hell basically <laughs> <laughs> when they were concerned about climate change. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Well, the thing is, is I don't think that she remembers that. She was probably out of her mind even then. Probably. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, what I think is interesting is when... What I think is, is interesting is that Jamie Foxx was set to testify as a witness regarding Leonardo DiCaprio and a Mundry laundering connection to Obama. <sighs> now he's dying. God, can you believe that shit? It's like this man's fighting for his life, and people are out here like. I mean, people are out here telling the truth. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> this man's yeah. fighting for his life, and he really got he got capped for. They got him with a heart attack gun because he was about to testify regarding money laundering connection to Obama. Oh man, that whole thing. What's the like? So like every time a celebrity dies now, like ahead of their time, like there's a crazy theory about. Why? Like, there's Bob Saget. I guess what was the thing there? He got a vaccine. Yeah, I think so. I think it was he was either vaccinated or either that. I can't remember if it was he was vaccinated or he was a brave truth teller. They were trying to silence. It's one. Of the t- it's like you said right last night. It's like if you're far right, the thing is, is that you the reason that a celeb died before their time is because they got the vaccine. If you're I wouldn't say far left, but just like liberal left or whatever. It's like long COVID. And yeah. then perhaps on both sides, it could be because of there was some criminal. <laughs> some sort of, yeah. <laughs> Somebody was trying to hit you with the bop gun because you were going to testify <laughs> against uh, Prince von Furstenberg or something like that. It's like, yeah, it's, it's like inconceivable that like, I don't understand it because... You know, I think that growing up, for me, the realization that, like, rich people had a different healthcare system than us was Magic Johnson. Like, that for me was like, oh, well, like, AIDS was a death sentence when I was growing up, but, like, Magic Johnson didn't die. And then I was like, well, obviously, it must be because he's rich. Right. That was the way I rationalized it. Right. And I guess that most people also think that about every other celeb that kind of, like, gets sick and dies before their time. So they don't have any other way to explain it. But it's weird. It's like it's like this weird denial that we're all mortal. Yeah. It's like why why is it inconceivable that Jamie Foxx what what happened to him? Did he have a brain injury? Yeah, stroke, I think. Forty seven. Which is a, you know, a little young for that, but you can have a stroke it, you know, whenever. Maybe it is because of the vaccine. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. It could be any number of things, but maybe he got rolled colon too many times. I wonder, I worry about that. The what are the long term health effects of of long being, coal. Yeah, of being a pedestrian like myself who walks everywhere and gets rolled colon constantly because people think he's a little bitch because he walks everywhere. Yeah, you got long COVID. <laughs> 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 That's what you've got. Long COVID. Oh man, the Jamie Foxx thing is sad, though. Man, that is. That's. Uh... Will there be recompensation for people like me? Will there be, like? Am I going to be watching TV and see like a 
a lawyer's commercial. It's like if you are if you weigh less than 140 pounds, you're a little bitch. You walk everywhere in town, and everybody thinks you're gay. And as a result, they <laughs> they pelted you they, with toxic cold dust. You could be entitled to compensation. Yeah, you could be entitled. <laughs> you have long COVID. <laughs> Son of Osama, <laughs> son of Baghdad. <laughs> that's the that's like does ISIS have? Do they have country music? Do they have like a? They should. There should be ISIS country songs. I bet there is. If we got really into it, mm-hmm. there is probably somebody in the. Panshir Valley of Afghanistan that's like, <laughs> you know, that wants to be the Garth Brooks of the Panshir Valley. Yeah, well, it's like here, like, what are the symbols of, like, American masculinity? It's like farming, yeah. ranching, guns, yeah. camo, uh, rolling coal. Yeah, It's like there, I guess it would be like growing opium or poppies yeah you know what i mean yeah i guess son of Baghdadi, milk of the poppy <laughs> that's how he raised his family <laughs> the the opium trade put food on our table and the soviets tried to take it away yeah it's like you you're you're catching you're Picking up what I'm putting down. Yeah. I don't know, man. A lot of people mad at Morgan Wallen right now. Are they? Not pretty bigoted statements or slurs. Is he gone woke and gay? Mm-mm. No. He uh, pulled a no-show. Oh, at a show. Yeah. People are sending him itemized bills like, this is what I paid to come see you. Here's my hotel. <laughs> this, that, and the third. Morgan Wallen. No-show. Um... I personally think that he should just go woke and gay. <laughs> what a pivot, huh? That would be a great pivot. Yeah. Personally, I mean, I think so. Oh, six weeks of sh- he postponed six weeks of shows after vocal cord injury. Yeah. Well, that's why. Which is real. Why yeah. are you being mean to him? But man, do people? I will say this. You know, I there's plenty of country singers and stuff I bag on, but like. The fans that go to like, that go to like Red Rocks and shit like that. Yeah, yeah. Some of the worst. <laughs> like they want that artist to just like cater to them. Yeah. Like specifically. He got vocal cord. He destroyed his vocal cords from saying the n word. <laughs> like that's why. Isn't he the artist that did that? Yeah. Yeah. That's what happened. Yeah. Let, let's let that be a lesson to you, racists. Yeah. You'll get God will smite you. You'll get <laughs> God is black after all. Yeah. So like he he even knows when you're thinking it. So don't don't even be thinking don't it. Even be thinking yeah. it. That's why Diane Feinstein had a stroke. She was thinking. <laughs> he it. don't even know that to be factual. <laughs> Just take that out. God damn it. <laughs> I'm just saying. God damn it, dude! I'm just saying. Why are you bidding? Don't censor yourself. <laughs> Don't censor yourself, bro. Oh, Look, you can't get mad at me. I'm I'm neurotypical. I have OCD. Oh my god! I have OCD. You leave Fox out. <laughs> Feinstein's fine. I'm t- I'm 
I'm tired of the ADHD community getting. They're hogging all the bandwidth with uh, sympathy about their condition. Yeah, I agree with you there. It's like, it's like I said to you, like, try, why don't you live in my shoes for a day? Why don't you see what it's like to have a song, a single song, like "Son of a" yeah. by Dylan Carmichael, stuck in your head? Now all I can think for seven days. All I can think about his grandparents. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Imagine what that'll do to you. Imagine it's like, oh, I can't think about. Oh, my mind wanders from thing to thing. Imagine what it's like to not be able to think about anything else. Nothing. Just to obsessively think about something for days, sometimes even weeks on end, and you can't even sleep. Oh man, because you've also got mania and you've got Bright's disease. Yeah, and you're just waiting till the. you know, uh, Christoph Waltz from Django Unchained can <laughs> make his way over to you and <laughs> fix you. Yeah. In front of an auditorium of his peers. <laughs> exactly. Like, it's like, why, why, why is the burden on, of why is the burden of proof on me to show that I'm suffering more than everyone else in yeah. the ADHD community? Yeah. Well, but you've made some powerful enemies. I'm I know. Tell I shouldn't have said that just now. It was just. <laughs> It's, you know that meme that's... The lobby like, is too strong. I know. You know that meme that's like, this is what the establishment truly fears? Yeah. It's like the ADHD and the OCD community. Yeah. Oh, it's like no. the people that focus too much and the people that can't focus enough. enough yeah. It's like they'll come together and they'll focus just enough. Like the, together. A, an appropriate amount. Together, they'll, we're perfect. <laughs> it's like yin and yang. Yeah. They'll come together and focus an appropriate amount. Yeah. If you have ADHD, you need to marry an OCD partner. Yeah. And bear children. And it'll... it'll simple solution simple to all this. Simple solution to all of this. Yeah. Because everyone knows that's how genes work. Yeah, right. We're it's, just unequally yoked. <laughs> if you got ADHD, you had two ADHD parents. You got OCD, you had two OCD parents. Nothing more to see here. That's right. If you are seven and a half feet tall, you should marry and have children with someone who is five, four and a half foot, foot tall. Right. And you'll have a kid that's... Six feet tall. Right. Problem solved. Problem solved. <laughs> yeah, it's just we live life at extremes, you know. And that's, that's how, and that's the kind of doctor I want. Yeah. I want a doctor telling me that. Yeah. Like that. that's what I, like that's what medicine is. Yeah. It's like, oh, your heart's not, your heart's beating too slow. We're going to give you a second heart that beats way too fast. And then the two hearts combined, combined will, will pump your blood at just exactly just the right <laughs> tempo. <laughs> tempo. Yeah. That's medicine. God, how fucked up would it be? Like in one chest, you got like a slow beating heart. And, and another. <laughs> really fast. Heart. You would lose your mind. Uh-huh. That would just like, <laughs> the hypersensitivity would be off well, no, the charts. But see, the thing is, is like if you have ADHD, you wouldn't think about it. Yeah. But if you had ODD, if you had OCD, if you had ODB, <laughs> if you had ODB and OPP, and OPP, you'd be thinking about. You'd it. be thinking about it. No. Yeah, if you're an old dirty bastard out for other people's <laughs> pussy. <laughs> yeah, you'd be thinking about. It. I wonder if anybody's had the left side of their brain is ADHD, but the right side of their brain is OCD. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like the premise of the good doctor is that he's going to make mistakes because of his mental situation. All right. Um, and then other people that are neurotypical 
are going to offset those mistakes Off- because they are yes. a little bit better in that way. And they'll meet in the middle, <laughs> neath that old Georgia pine, and everybody will have great medical care. <laughs> That's how life works. Well, really. the, the reason The Good Doctor is a brilliant show is because it's not clear who The Good Doctor is. Don't you realize that? Yeah, it could be the asshole. I was thinking about that in bed last night when I was going to sleep. I was like, who is The Good Doctor? Well, I not mean, Surgeon Murphy. the show card kind of shows him. It says The Good Doctor, and I it's know, just him. But it's not him. He's not a good doctor. He's like, he's a competent doctor, but he's not. Well, like, you've not, if we've, we're, Basing this on one episode, unless you went and read the whole wiki page. <laughs> the funny thing about that is people were posting like the wiki, uh, like profiles of all yeah. the characters, and like Doctor Han, his uh, his crimes were like ableism. <clears throat> That's Daniel uh, Day Kim's character. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. It's like those were his villainous powers. Yeah. Like he's like he deployed he did an ableism. Well, what if ableism made him a better doctor? Oh, man, that's a great Like what if our that's the whole premise. What if our shortcomings are actually our superpowers? Yeah. Now, there's limitations to this. Kanye said that about his bipolar and became a Nazi three years later. <laughs> so it doesn't always work. <laughs> but Well, people say that about sobriety all the time too. Like that sobriety is their superpower. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it says on my little app on my phone anyways. Sobriety is your superpower. Yeah, I'm like, okay. Pl- you're making it much harder on me, actually. Please, please <laughs> That's too much pressure. Please don't say that. Now I'm, now I'm going <laughs> to wear spandex and become an armed vigilante. <laughs> and why? Because I quit drinking. <laughs> uh-huh. I, I don't know, man. It's... uh. You're right. You're right. It's um, the premise is well the good the good okay so the premise is kind of summed up in that scene where they've got like the seventy year old man who they're like just yesterday you were a beautiful healthy man and today you are now about to have to have surgery and you're like (laughs) yeah it's like he was young and healthy yesterday I was like. Man looks like he ate too many TV dinners. Like he looks like a guy coming in for a bypass. He looks like Gaddafi. Did you notice <laughs> he that? Kinda did he looks like Gaddafi he, he looks like Gaddafi. Yeah, that's true. Would the good doctor be able to help Gaddafi? I wonder. Yeah, they would probably have an interesting conversation about the Green Book. They, they should have. They should have episodes where the good doctor has to treat. Like they deploy him, evil dictator, you know. They deploy him to work on uh, to do Saddam Hussein's appendectomy. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like he, dude. See, the thing is, is that like the good doctor is not burdened down by moral, ethical questions. Yeah, he just sees the body. He's in the wrong line of work. Should be in law. He should. Well, <laughs> <laughs> well, lawyer humor yeah. coming at you. Yeah, that's right. So, but like they could play with that in interesting ways. Like, have the good doctor have to treat. Um, spinoff the, the, Zodiac the good lawyer the good lawyer where he just gets in the law yeah and goes and argues things not from a moral basis but some like really weird mm-hmm. you know he's not trying to win hearts and minds he's trying to lay out the facts yeah 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 so he's trying to win using just the correct statutes like his brain he has immediate recall yeah it's like case like he just has this like 
unbound knowledge of like case law from mm-hmm. forever. He just God, that'd be a bad show. He just remembers the Dred Scott decision. Like that's the <laughs> one he just keeps coming back to over and over yeah. again. Get somebody off capital murder by citing uh <laughs> Dred Scott Plessy versus the board regi- uh, Plessy versus Ferguson. All the case law he cites is extremely racist case yeah. law. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't know about this lawyer. He's, he's they call him the good lawyer, but, <laughs> but he's really got only three tricks in his bag. <laughs> They're all Plessy racist. versus Ferguson. <laughs> Brown versus the Board of Education. <laughs> What's the other one? Well, can't or Topeka versus or I forget. No, Topeka was that like Commerce Clause? I can't remember now. Dude, let's let's do an episode where we go over Supreme Court decisions, like monumental Supreme Court decisions. Just break down what what went right, what went wrong. Yeah, 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 yeah. Gideon v. Wainwright. Indigent defendants must be provided representation. I don't want to read about the Warren Court. Listen, I don't want to read about the fucking Warren Court. I don't care about that shit. We want to hear about the Frankfurter Court. <laughs> What's the Frankfurter? Wait, court? What was that guy's name? Felix Frankfurter. Yeah, Felix Frankfurter. Excellent name. Yeah, it's great. Hard to top. Uh, Zelma v. Simenteris. Certain school voucher programs are constitutional. Wow. Um, what is the... Okay, so you said Supreme Court. Topeka v... Oh, it is Brown Board of Education. You're thinking, Brown versus Board of Education happened. It was in Topeka. Yeah, that's what you're thinking of. Brown v. Board of Education. Um, but Plessy versus Ferguson was the one that Brown v. Board of Education kind of... It was the precedent for that. No, it overruled it. I'm overruled pretty sure it. Plessy v. Ferguson was the one that basically established segregation. Yeah. Or basically said it was constitutional. Yeah. Man. I took a class on the Supreme Court in college. And my professor was this asshole who talked about how Clint Eastwood's golf course that he played at didn't allow black people. But he said it in a kind of um, sympathetic way. Wait a second. So that's still true? I think it was when I was in college. You got to realize that was in college like fucking 30 years ago. Damn, the Frankfurter court was around when you were in college. Yeah, I know, man. Marbury v. Madison. What's that? Establish the doctrine of judicial review. Oh, somebody said that. Yes, yeah, so the guy I keep harping on, the guy that keeps talking about Chris Coons been absolutely. Did he cite Marbury like he v. Just, Madison? No, he said that if the Democrats are going to challenge the Republicans, they have to do it like Marbury v. Madison. <laughs> to which I said, well, I mean, that's the precedent, isn't it? What's it? What is that about? <laughs> it established the doctrine of. Judicial review. What does that mean? Does it just it established the Supreme Court? They just heard a case and they were like, "Now we exist. Now we're now we're legitimate." Can we do that? Can me and you hear a what's court higher case? than the Supreme, the ultimate God, the God Court, the God Court, <laughs> <laughs> the Court of the well, Heavenly? All we have to do is figure out what's above Supreme and then deem ourselves, you know, doctors of jurisprudence. 
Well, that's, you know, like the Russians did that after the revolution. They didn't want to call themselves ministers because they thought that people would associate that with the old ways. And so yeah. they called themselves commissars. Yeah. And Lenin said famously, this smells deliciously of revolution. <laughs> <laughs> he was hungry. He was hungry. Oh, oh, oh he coming. <laughs> oh, he coming. <laughs> Lenin was hungry. Yeah, he was, he was ready to eat. Uh, what's higher than supreme? Let's see. I'm going to search for it. We'll or maybe where we want to be is we want to jam things up before it gets. So we add another filter before it hits the Supreme Court. We'll be the penultimate court. Oh, yeah. And then actually the buck will stop with us and stuff will never see the Supreme Court. We're the bulwark. Yeah, we're the bulwark. So it never yeah. goes to yeah. the penultimate court. We'll just look court. at it. We'll be like, eh, this ain't making it up the last Well, if I understand Marbury. stops right here, boys. Yeah, right. If I understand Marbury v. Madison, couldn't we just hear a case that we determine gives us the authority to do judicial review, the doctrine of judicial review? I think so. Because Marbury v. Madison was 1803. Well, listen, back in the day, right? Mm-hmm. Like, also, why can't, what what vests us with this authority? And I say, sir, what vests you with authority? That's exactly there was right. A little, uh, there was a man once named Abraham Lincoln that was a self-taught attorney, and that seemed to work out fine that's, for the country. That's exactly right. You know? And so this is what we're doing here. Um, We've been sued enough to know. <laughs> yep. Threatened with several actions enough to know what we're talking about. That's right. Meaning... It established a judicial review, meaning that American courts have the power to strike down laws and statutes that they find to violate the Constitution of the United States. Can't we just reverse this? It sounds to me like this is kind of what's fucking everything up. Yeah. Marbury v. Madison. Yeah, Stefan Marbury v. Uh, <laughs> um, Billy Madison. Billy Madison, of course. He's like, shampoo and conditioner. And he's like, I'm going to cross you up, bitch. Uh-huh. And, then, and he's like... Boreville. <laughs> Chlorophyll more like Boreville. And Stephon Marbury crosses him up. <laughs> this is brilliant. That is good. Is that is that what this is that what the Stephon Marbury should sue Billy Madison? Uh, and be Marbury v. Madison too. Well and also it'll be Marbury v. Madison too, but like part of Billy Madison was like they had those competitions at the end remember it's like they had the uh like the jeopardy type game where billy madison went up against eric but instead of eric it's stefan marbury right but basketball is one arena that they compete in right yeah (laughs) well they say adam sandler was a good hooper Mm. i mean you know for a rec league yeah Uh uh-huh yeah 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 Further reading. Is there other? Let's see. Calder v. Bull, 1798. United States Supreme Court case in which the court decided four important points of constitutional law. First, every law that makes an action done before the passing of the law and which was innocent when done criminal and punishes such action. Second, every law that aggravates a crime makes it greater than it was when committed. Whoa. What now? Interesting. What does it say? Every law that aggravates a crime makes it greater than it was when committed. So does that mean like... So if I like... 
I don't know if I uh, accosted somebody before that was illegal. Then it's passage, double illegal. After. It's double illegal. It's a double fine. Well, I guess for me, the way that I interpret that, because this is the court, right? They were the penultimate court, right? So right. Yeah, I mean, interpret- I'm not wrong. It's just yeah, different. It's, different it's, strokes, it's just an interpretation. Yeah. Interpretation. Yeah. The way I interpret that is that, like, let's say that beef. Uh, let's say that before 2008. I was establishing a death panel mm. to rule on health insurance claims. Mm. And then after that, after they established the actual death panels in the ACA, mm. that meant that my crime was twice as bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which in the example you just gave means that absolutely nothing would, would happen. It's like zero times zero is still zero. <laughs> yep, that's that's and and then and that's an important doctrine in the penultimate court. Zero times zero equals zero. zero yeah. Third, every law that changes. Yeah, well, here's how <laughs> we'll interpret this. If it wasn't illegal then, it ain't illegal now. <laughs> Third, every law that changes the punishment and inflicts a greater punishment when the law annexed to annexed to the crime when committed. What is this? What is this? this language? Okay. We are ruling on the language of Calder v. Bull, and I'm calling it a bunch of bull, personally. Yeah, I'm with you. I don't. I don't think this is. I think this kind of language should be illegal. So first, there's another doctrine for you. A, zero times zero equals zero. B, don't write in flowery legal language from the 18th century that I can't understand, or else you're going to jail. Yeah. Get out of my court. Get out, Get of, out my of my face. Court. Yeah. You've committed perjury. And everything else. Listen, here's the thing. It's like by some of this logic, I hate to say that phrase, but you know, you know how like a lot of uh, Republican ideologies based on that one like 18th century English jurist that said like you can't rape your wife or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, where does that leave these guys then? The you know, Supreme Court. Yeah. Well, see, the thing is, is that um, the thing is, is that. Because we've established ourselves and set ourselves up as the bulwark underneath the Supreme Court, we'll hear that case, too. Oh, that's true. We'll hear it. Basically, we're the last line of defense before it gets to the Supreme Court. We're going to hear every single case. Nothing gets by us. No, every single case in human history we're going to review. And we're going to do it over the course of... Julius Caesar versus Brutus. (laughs) Versus Rome. Yeah, Julius Caesar v. Rome. V. Rome. Caesar v. Rome. <laughs> Caesar v. Rome. <laughs> Step there. Like, Pi- that happened in something, something AD. Oh, uh, okay. We're just, so we just have the document. Okay. okay. Pi- Pilot v. Christ. Uh, <laughs> Pilot v. Christ. <laughs> we got Pilot, comma, P, and J.H. Christ. Versus J. Nobody's showing for no, court nobody's today. showing for court today. Uh, um, well, you know that'll that'll knock a, bu- a bunch. I, what do we do about documents? We got to review the Magna Carta. There's got to be Magna Carta and Amicus Brief, a Amicai Brief. Yeah, we got to look at all that stuff. We got to look at all that stuff for sure. Go back to the drawing board on. <laughs> That's exactly right. Yeah. Uh, the fourth point established in constitutional law via Calder v. Bull. 
Every law that alters the legal rules of evidence and receives less or different testimony than the law required at the time of the commission of the offense in order to convict the offender. What's the point? Why do they write like that? I don't know what the... This decision restates that categorization later as laws that create or aggregate the crime or increase the punishment or change the rules of evidence for the purpose of conviction. Second, the Supreme Court lacked the authority to nullify state laws that violate the state's constitution. Call, okay, my ruling, Calder v. Bull, mm-hmm. boring. Yeah, next. Fucking boring, boring. Boring stuff gets thrown out automatically. Fuck yeah, fucking boring. Yeah. Hilton v. U.S. This is 1796, a very early one. Uh, a case in which the court held that a yearly tax on carriages did not violate the Article 1, Section 2, Clause 3, and Article 1, Section 9, Clause 4 requirements for the apportioning of direct taxes. So tax on carriages. Basically, what a carriage was in those days was like a F-450. I'm going to be honest with you. Kind of a snoozer for me, too. Is it a snoozer for you? I'm not much on carriage law. You don't want to hear... <laughs> you don't want to hear... Never have been. <laughs> you don't want to hear the the... Details of this case? Sure. What's the details? Alexander Hamilton argued before the court on behalf the of the Alexander Hamilton. Yeah, the same one guys wig split. The same one guys wig split. I was just thinking uh, in my next one, I was going to say uh, Hamilton comma A V Burr, Burr. comma A. <laughs> yeah. Nobody. No. Okay. Well. Yeah. What? Well, maybe the, some of their descendants would show up. Yeah. We have to do. We have to think about that. Though. And then here's what we would do: so say, "Listen, guys, y'all want to have some fun today? <laughs> How about you both outside, <laughs> twenty paces and draw? That'd be so sick. Revenge match. Revenge match. Yeah. That's the kind of cases we'll hear in the penultimate court. Yeah. Uh, Alexander Hamilton argued before the court on behalf of the government and claimed that the tax was a valid use of the power of Congress. Justice Justice James Iredell wrote two days after the event. Mr. Hamilton spoke in our court, attended by the most crowded audience I ever saw there. <clears throat> wow. Both. Not persuaded. Both houses of Congress being almost deserted on Visit, the occasion. Was he rapping? Like <laughs> Len Manuel Miranda? My name's A. Hamilton, and I'm here to say this carriage tax is here to stay. Though he was very in very ill health, he spoke with astonishing ability and in a most pleasing manner. It Wait, was... hold on a second. Yeah. So he's like, he was in ill health? Yeah, he was a little... And then Burr took him out after he was... Yeah, this was a few years before, before Burr took him out. So Burr, okay, so let me get this straight. Or basically just shot a, a emaciated man. man. Well, you got to understand. Now, Hamilton's a son of a bitch. I ain't letting him <laughs> off the hook here. But Everybody back then, though, was in ill health all the time. That's true. Everybody was yeah. That's the thing. That's true. Everybody had consumption. Everybody had <laughs> consumption. He just walked around all the time. How you feeling? I have. I've got the. <laughs> I've got the vapors. <laughs> In 2012, Chief Justice John Roberts cited Hilton v. U.S. as a precedent for deeming the mandate for individuals to buy health insurance contained in the ACA to be constitutional as a tax. Oh, okay. So this is really the origins of Obamacare. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Uh, Martin v. Hunter's Lessee was a landmark decision of the Supreme Court of the U.S. decided on March 20th, 1816, the first case to assert ultimate su- Supreme Court authority over state courts and civil matters of federal law. Here are the facts. 
During the American Revolution, the Commonwealth of Virginia enacted legislation that allowed it to confiscate Loyalist property. Land owned by a Loyalist, Martin is his name. Martin, Martin the Loyalist. Martin from the show, Martin. Oh, Martin Lawrence. Martin Lawrence. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Martin Lawrence owned Loyalist property. Part of the Northern Neck property was confiscated by the state and transferred to David Hunter. The Treaty of Paris, 1783, between Great Britain and the U.S., nullified such confiscations, permitting Martin Lawrence to sue for the return of the property. The trial court ruled in his favor, but the Virginia Supreme Court upheld the confiscation. The court did not rule that Virginia law was superior to U.S. treaties, but held that the treaty did not cover the dispute in question. Uh, On review in this case, the U.S. Supreme Court disagreed with this conclusion, ruling that the treaty did in fact cover the dispute and remanded the case back to the Virginia Supreme Court. The Virginia court in turn decided that the U.S. Supreme Court did not have authority over cases. This is our end. This is our end, man. This is the exact listen, case. Listen, listen. This is the exact case. I don't want to, you know, pull rank here, but it seems like you guys had no jurisdiction here. It seems to me like we can cite this case yeah. as evidence that the Supreme Court has no authority over the cases originating in our court. Yeah. This is we are the bulwark. Yeah. This is so it. it's like, guys, there's nowhere else to send this. These guys look these guys? <laughs> I'll tell you something. That name a little bit of a misnomer. <laughs> Here, here's the thing. The penultimate court is actually the ultimate court. That's exactly right. Remember this law, Tom. Remember Martin Lawrence v. Hunter's Lessee. <laughs> that's the one. I'll write that down. You have to write that down later when we get off that. here. Because that's the thing that's going to come really handy when we start this new judicial body. Mm-hmm. Uh, though Chief Justice John Marshall wrote most of the Supreme Court opinions during his tenure, he did not write this opinion. Marshall instead recused himself, citing a conflict of interest due to his relative's interest in the property. Damn, what principle. Yeah, just... <laughs> Nowadays. <laughs> Fast forward. <laughs> They'd be rolling over in his grave at what Harlan Crow and the boys been pulling. Uh, Barron v. Baltimore, landmark Supreme Court case in 1833, which helped define the concept of federalism in U.S. constitutional law. The court ruled that the Bill of Rights did not apply to the state government's establishing a precedent until the ratification of the 14th century, 14th Amendment to the U.S. Constitution. What do you think about that? Uh, well, just a little more. Are you? A little more overreached by the papists in that's Baltimore. Right. That's right. That's kind of what I was thinking. Speaking of which, you say that Bob Huggins, West Virginia basketball coach? He said a homophobic slur. Yeah, he said that the what was Catholics were FAGs. <laughs> that's what he said? Yeah. It's, Why did he say that? After, What's the context for something? I think that? after the game, a bunch of the Xavier vans threw dildos on the court at Cincinnati when he was the coach there. Uh-huh. They called him a bunch of Catholic <laughs> on, on Cincinnati radio. All right. Well, we're going to hear this in our court. court. Uh, uh, will you please read out on the docket the next case for review? Uh, yes, it's um, Huggins, <laughs> Huggins v. Rome. V. Rome. V. Rome. <laughs> v. The Roman Church. <laughs> V the Vatican. <laughs> Huggins V the Vatican. <laughs> you know the funny here's my I'm already saying is I think we need to send him to sensitivity training. Uh-huh. But the caveat is we have to be there. <laughs> yeah. I just want to experience Bob Huggins going through sensitivity training. Oh man. I agree. Who gets to run those? Like seriously, if you're sentenced to sensitivity training by the court. Uh. 
Is it is because okay? So like when I was like nineteen, I got a like public intoxication thing, and I had to go take some bullshit class. Register as a sex offender. <laughs> <laughs> Register as a sex offender for getting drunk in public. I had to do that, <clears throat> and as part of that, they made me go take some like alcohol. Did you ever have to do anything like that? Did you ever get in trouble with the law for alcohol? No, but I had to do something called star training one time because of, I forget what it was, <laughs> some sort of alcohol-related thing. Yeah. It, like, it, it was just an expungement, though. It never Yeah, I had, to, I had to do that for, like, an expungement or something. Like, but, like, they sent us to this, like, I don't know. I just remember going to this, like, building in the fucking, in a strip mall somewhere. Yeah. And they showed us videos about, like, people crashing their car where they were shit-faced. Yeah. And uh, so it's like if you go to state, if you go to court ordered diversity training yeah. or uh, sensitivity training, who runs that? Like, it's like what I'm saying is like a judge can basically order anything. But what would be hilarious, and somebody pointed this out the other day, it's like, what if he had to go to sensitivity training in the Vatican? <laughs> so they sent him to the Vatican <laughs> for their own sensitivity training, and then behind closed doors, they're like, listen, we hate them too. <laughs> It's like we got a little bit of a problem. Like, we need to clean up here. If you uh-huh. know what I mean? Yeah. He's gonna have to go to Cincinnati training. Yeah. It's just this. Yeah. That's what the Pope ultimately uh-huh. landed on. Is like, Bob, this isn't a Catholic problem. It's a Cincinnati <laughs> problem. I suggest you take your go to Cincinnati sensitivity training. Yeah. Um. Uh, Baron v. Baltimore. Baron Trump v. Baltimore, eighteen thirty-three. City of Baltimore, Maryland, initiated a public works project that involved the modification of several streams that emptied into Baltimore Harbor. City construction resulted in large amounts of sediment being deposited into the streams, which then emptied into the harbor near a profitable wharf owned and operated by John Barron. The material settled into the water near the wharf, decreasing the depth of the water to a point where it was nearly impossible for ships to approach. As it was no longer easily accessible for ships, the business's profitability declined. Barron sued the city of Baltimore for losses, arguing that he was deprived of his property without the due process afforded him by the Fifth Amendment. He was awarded $4,500 in compensation by the trial court, but a Maryland appellate court reversed the decision. Damn. Supreme Court heard arguments and held that the Bill of Rights, such as the Fifth Amendment's guarantee of just compensation for taking a private property for public use, are restrictions on the federal government alone. Writing for a unanimous court, Chief Justice John Marshall held that the first ten amendments contained no expression indicating an intention to apply them to the state governments. This court cannot ap- so apply them. Another boring case, in my opinion. Nah, not interested in that. The holding is that state governments are not bound by the Bill of Rights. <laughs> That's the holding of Baron v. Baltimore. That seems pretty important in the grand scheme of things, but uh-huh. not interesting. Yeah. Dude, let's get a fucking... Let's get a fucking crazy one here. Let's get a barn burner. Let's get, like, list of Supreme Court cases, volume 14. <laughs> Baltimore versus Baron Trump. Yeah. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. Notable cases in wheat. You want to hear courses? You want to hear cases about wheat? Mm. I land on wheat where I land on carriages. <laughs> <laughs> kind of a snoozer. We got anything to do with sex? Um... Well, there was the one about pornography, and then I think there was the one about, uh, what was that book written by Gore Vidal? Didn't that one go to the Supreme Court? Maybe. The, about the gay, is a book about a gay man. 
It was deemed... Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Scandalous? Oh, okay. They had to ban it. Map v. Ohio. Okay, I don't want anything in the 1960s. Korematsu v. United States. I think that's the one about um, the Chinese, the Japanese concentration camps. Hmm, Gideon v. Wainwright. We've already talked about that one, huh? Gideon v. Wainwright sounds like a folk singer. Yeah. You know? Gideon Vincent Wainwright. Yeah. All right. Um, has the penultimate court run out of steam? Well, there's just it's not our fault. It's just there's not a lot of juice out there happening. I mean, the thing is... is well, we've got to revisit Citizens United. Yeah. And everybody's going to get excited about it. They're like, yeah, the penultimate court's <laughs> going to overturn <laughs> Citizens United. And then, the, and then the decision we come to is that actually we need to just up the level of money that corporations <laughs> are allowed to get. Yeah. You know, just to inspire healthy competition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the thing. Like People think that we're a bulwark against the Supreme Court, but the real thing is, is that we're wild cards. Yeah. You can't predict what the word... And if you could, why the fuck? Like, you you don't want that out of your your. You don't want you don't what you want what you don't want out of a court is predictability. Yeah, that, you, where's the intrigue there? You know, right? Because people love it when John Roberts like cites Hilton v. United States. In, yeah, in the ACA, half the fun of going to courts is going to be to see if you win or not. I know. You know what I mean? Or lose, right? And go to jail for thirty three years. Prison. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I'm I'm gonna I see, like you know how like at the Supreme Court they're set up in the courtroom and people run down the steps to bring out the decisions. Yeah, yeah. you know you ever seen videos of that? Yeah, like we should have something like that. Yeah, but like our job as the penultimate court is to stick our foot out and trip <laughs> the boy and say, "Not so fast." <laughs> we'll take a look at that. <laughs> Not so fast. Yeah. <laughs> Not so fast, little <laughs> Lord Fauntleroy. Step on his hand. We'll be having a look at that. <laughs> and he says, oh, oh my God, it's the penultimate court. Am I a real boy? I, you know, and that's what's, that's called getting <laughs> the goods. That's, you see me and Terry stand on either side of the aisle whenever somebody's delivering a verdict, and then we trip but, them at yeah. the last second. So we'll have a look. We'll have a look. We step on their hand, and their hand goes like yeah. that. And we reach down, we grab the paper. We'll, we'll, we'll be. And the judge say, what's going on over there? And we say, penultimate court, your honor. And they'll say, God, God damn it. Damn it. Uh, I have to cede my authority to these guys. <laughs> they, they cited Marbury v. Man. Yeah. And my hands are tied my now. Hands are tied now. Yeah. There's nothing I can do now. Uh, oh man! Or even better, if we like show up late and the, the guy, you know, the little boy delivers the verdict and mm-hmm. hands it in, and then we just yank it right, right out of the judge's <laughs> hand and say, "Almost made it, oh, John. <laughs> <laughs> almost, almost got it, didn't you?" Uh, he says, "Son of a bitch, that's the penultimate <laughs> call." <laughs> And now, now all the politicians want to pack the court. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we're like very against it. That's like, listen, that's kind of a two man deal, two man operation. All right, yeah. and Aaron helps out sometimes. We, we've been we've been hearing cases stretching all the way back to the to the days when man cultivated grain and wheat. We've been we've been we, our first case is wheat v berries. Yeah, 
Wheat v. Berries. I mean, it's the same court that brought you Caesar v. Rome, you know. Wheat v. Berries. Yeah. Agriculture versus hunter, hunting gathering. We yeah. heard that case. The we've, penultimate court heard that case already. We've always been. <laughs> we had to have an age today. <laughs> Volcano v. Earthquake. Yeah. yeah. All of that shit. All of that shit. Yeah. You, you na- dinosaur v. Meteor. <laughs> yeah. Dinosaur v. Meteor. <laughs> we heard that. <laughs> <laughs> Caveman v. Sabertooth tiger. I mean, yeah. we've litigated Ho- it all. Homo so. sapien v. Homo neanderthalus. Exactly. We, we heard them all. Hey, listen, a lot of interesting cases there. You know, yep. was a little, there was a period of time where there were some ethics questions yeah. about what was happening between the <laughs> Homo erectus and Homo neanderthalus. We're looking for our, we're looking for lawyers who will argue in front of the penult- penultimate court in our landmark case. Man v. Woman. <laughs> you'll have to start. You'll have to cite such sources as men are from Venus, men, women are from Jupiter. Uh, Steve Harvey's uh, <laughs> "Think Like a Woman, Act Like a Man," or, or "Think Like a Man, Act Like a yeah. Woman." Those are the kinds of cases we, we, we're going to work our way up, obviously, to the big ones of our day. But like, we have to get case law established first. Yeah, and so. well, we've got a backlog. North Pole v. South Pole. Yeah, I mean, all the historical conflicts. Yeah. <laughs> North v. South. Or, yeah, in the Civil War. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, or are you talking about the no, global north about v. That. the global south? Oh, that, that could be it, too. We could do that one. What about, um, yeah, Catholic Catholicism v. Protestantism? Yeah. Um, M. Dot Luther v. Who was Martin Luther trying to... The Pope. The Pope. Yeah, a lot of cases against the, the, the papacy. Well, they're going to have to pull their weight. They're going to have to send a law, lot of lawyers to yeah, them. This is just... This we can appoint them a... Pu- you know, we can appoint... We can give them a publicly available defense attorney. <laughs> we have public defenders in the penultimate court. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> just the Pope shows up and says, Sir... <laughs> You could use your own lawyer, but just want you to know if things are a little tight over there in Rome, we have the public we'll provide- defenders. We'll prepare you for. We'll, we'll provide you with representation. Yeah, and it's just guys. It's just guys that uh, that we basically just pulled off the street. Yeah, like that were wearing suits. Like they're like they're, they're like I'm an investment. Banker, yeah. I don't, I'm not an attorney. You look yeah, like a lawyer. Yeah, yeah, listen, we're not really lawyers either, but we're a court system. Doesn't <laughs> <laughs> no matter. This shit, see, you can learn it in a day. Cat v. Dog. Cat. All the classic battles. Cat v. Dog. <laughs> Satan v. Jesus. Yes, God v. Satan. God, God v. Satan. <laughs> Cain v. Abel. It's dude, we're getting it. Job v. Everybody. <laughs> Everybody betrayed this man, including the living God. <laughs> if there's anybody I would award any amount of money, it'd be Job. We the the people the penultimate court will be. I mean, granted, we do have the element of surprise, so I know people expect us to weigh in on the side of Job, but we might weigh in on the side of everybody. 
in that one. That's, that's a job listed. I we, feel really bad for you, man, but it's it's everybody. Well, we might have a split court because like you might rule one way and I might rule the other way. And then what happens? Then those go to the Supreme Court. Those ones go to the Supreme Court? That's why we have to be in lockstep. We have to, to make be. sure nothing goes to the Supreme okay. Court. So even if we do disagree, like behind, we disagree behind closed doors. We never disagree in front of Out the here, we're going to take a verdict. <clears throat> got it. We got to be unified. Yeah, you're right. So we the, the basically it'll just go back and forth. <laughs> the if point. it's my turn, it's like the possession arrow in basketball. Okay, this any fifty-fifty like, balls go to whoever the possession <laughs> arrow favors. The point here That's is democracy. Yeah, the point here is not to return justice to the criminal justice system or the people or anything. The point here is solely to just avoid any cases ever going to the Supreme Court. Right. That's the only point. Here. Right. That can't be bothered. It's not a moral thing or anything like that. It's just that like we just. We don't recognize their authority. Right. And that we think that... I'll, say, I'll tell you the truth, guys. The buck stops here, honestly. <laughs> Supreme Court is more like <laughs> the Royals in England. You kind of figureheads. Yeah. Really and truly, the buck stops here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't know that by the name, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's the thing. It's like you said. Really, the penultimate court is the ultimate court. But right. that's the quiet part. And then once we start, once we start ruling on really weighty matters people are going to be on twitter like they're saying the quiet part out loud yeah it's they're, they're really the ultimate court yeah they're saying it, the quiet part out you're loud. gonna have think pieces remember how people like wrote about cheney like <laughs> abusing the powers the vice president <laughs> expanding the powers yeah that's what they're gonna say about us yeah they're gonna say the mask is slipping yeah the mask the mask is slipping this is a totally made up court nobody wants to say it <laughs> yeah nobody wants to say it because you're gonna come up before us one day and uh you're going to need to curry a little favor. <laughs> yep. Disgusting. What, <laughs> Disgusting what, what, what's going what, on in the penultimate court. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Just, laughs> mask is off. Mask is off. <laughs> they are incorruptible, though, but nobody wants to say it. They're also idiots. <laughs> they don't take billionaire money, but <laughs> they also have some... Different opinions on what justice looks like. Yeah. Well, that's another case we'll rule on. We'll rule on money v. monopoly money. <laughs> yeah. We'll come down on the side of monopoly money. And we'll f- totally fuck up the country's currency. <laughs> yeah, bro. There will be a, there'll be a run on monopoly games in stores. And then when people ask us what the purpose of the court is, say we want to disrupt the space. Yeah. You know, yeah. we're like kind of what Uber was to the... The cab industry. <laughs> We're doing that for we me. are the jurisprudence. We're disrupting jurisprudence. We're just disrupting. We're disruptors. We're just. It's innocent. You know. It's like we're not. Right, we're just taking the piss mostly. Yeah. Sometimes the piss takes us. <laughs> oh well. Well, uh, like I said, looking for attorneys to argue in front of the penultimate court. Uh, apl- come down and apply in person. Uh. Bring your CV with you. Uh, honestly, Tom and I are stupid enough that if you wear a suit, you could probably convince us you're a lawyer. So, yeah, no, no arguments there. Yeah, no. Uh, who else would wear a suit? We can't compensate you if you're a public defender. We can't compensate you just yet um, until we rule on the monopoly v money. Yeah, monopoly money v money. In, in which case, we'll have a ton of money. Your reward is justice. <laughs> your reward is justice. <laughs> Bar that that'll be a, a a major landmark case, bartering v fiat currency. 
Yeah. You know? Nah. So it's like after our landmark case, you can once again trade chickens for various. I've been so listen, bartering needs to come back. Yeah. You know, like in a big way. You st- listen, you've left your wallet at the house. You've left your phone. Don't have Apple <laughs> but Pay. But you didn't leave your chicken at the house. Right. You didn't leave your, you, but you got, you got uh, 20 hens. You got in 20 back. head of cattle <laughs> and a trailer headed toward Albuquerque. <laughs> Now listen, you know, it's a little uneven here, but I'll give you one of my heifers for this number two from McDonald's. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Okay. Man, I wouldn't do that. Yeah. Like, you guys can kill it later for hamburger meat. Whatever. Yeah. None of my business what you do after this. <laughs> uh-huh. If I if that was me and I worked at that McDonald's, I would put the cow in the drive through. And it would be a fun little prank. People would drive up and a cow's head would be hanging out. <laughs> and then I would jump out and say, hey. <laughs> put you. McDonald's hat on. Yeah, like, yeah. I got. You, I bet you guys thought that a cow was working here at McDonald's. Yeah. And they're like, oh, you're right, young man. Wait, aren't you from the penultimate court? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do a couple things. I wear many hats. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also an itinerant, an itinerant barter, barterer. <laughs> I go from town to town, peddling my wares for free meals. <laughs> well, the thing is, is that everything is illegitimate anyway. It's like everything is breaking down. Like the Bitcoin yeah. thing was like an attempt to disrupt the currency system. So like, why can't you disrupt the court system? That's true, dude. Listen, we're we're going to bring Luddite <laughs> systems back, but yeah. as, but under the guise of disruption of the industry. Well, that's the thing. Like they tried to disrupt the currency system with cryptocurrency, but like, why didn't anyone think of bartering? Why didn't they try to disrupt it with bartered objects? Like, yeah, like why can I not just get on here and say, listen? I want to buy X consumer item, but I have no cash. Would you take spices and silks instead? <laughs> Beaver pelts, perhaps. <laughs> I have lots of beautiful fabrics in my in my in my Conestoga. Perhaps some of them would be interesting. Maybe perhaps you could make a nice dress for your wife. That's. I mean, like that's. Like they never think of that. They never think of the obvious. Yeah. Why does everything have to be disrupted in that direction? Yeah, disrupted in our you. direction, sir. I would love to eat, but I've, <laughs> I've only, I've only twenty thousand mealworms and <laughs> <laughs> and some and some cardamom from the Orient. <laughs> well, by God, son, pull you up a chair. I've been looking for some cardamom from the Orient. <laughs> oh, man. So that, that's what I'm learning about with the sugar book, about, like, the trade, you know, the, like, the, the old trades. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, sh- you know, sugar was, like, like, that was, like, something that was only available to the upper classes. It was like a a luxury item in Europe prior to, like, colonialism. Yeah. And then what you realize reading that book is that modern capitalism was literally constructed with substances. Like, like, and and what I mean by that is, like, the working class had to have steady access to sugar, caffeine, and nicotine. 
Like those three. And depending upon uh, the higher professions, laudanum. Laudanum. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly right. <laughs> if you were in the healthcare field, laudanum. Yeah. Well, it's like, that's what, it's like you, you go and people talk about like, like, whoa, why is there a war on drugs? Like why, why are so many people addicted to opiates? Like blah, blah, blah. blah. It's like, it's part of capitalism. From yeah. day one, it has been. People are addicted to substances. Yeah. Like, like I was telling you, like the English working class in the early 19th century, like experienced there was a brief moment of like extreme inflation for sugar, because like English England was kind of like um, pushed out of the world market for sugar, but they still had a domestic market. But the prices went way up in England. People did not change their sugar consumption; they changed every other item of. In behavior of consumption to be able to have would, just as much would sugar. like gasoline be like comparable today for us see it's like i don't know it, i think it's like I, th- I think it's like i think comparable today would probably be weed okay yeah yeah <laughs> it'd be like marijuana i guess yeah no i, I really don't know i like there are so many substances that americans and every, oh, people in all Western capitalist democracies depend on, yeah. like, <clears throat> whether it's just the little stuff like sugar, caffeine, nicotine, yeah. all the way up to the bigger stuff. Yeah. That's what, that's what. Mine would be fake sugar. Stevia? I, I'm an aspartame head. You're an aspartame head? Yeah, that would be my thing. I run on. Well, that's derived. I run on the, <laughs> you know. That's derived from a plant, isn't it? Isn't stevia. Uh, Stevia like is, yeah. I'm not sure what aspartame. Aspartame doesn't seem like it seems like it was probably reared in a lab. You think it's somewhere. like a synthetic thing? Probably. Interesting. Probably gonna make my prostate grow to the size of a fucking bocce ball. Mm. That's all right. Yeah. You know, we'll. Um, Who needs to pee anyway? That's right. I'm trying to think of some other landmark cases like um, Mead v. Weed. Mead v. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, an overabundance of weed consumption has hurt the mead market. Yes, and they're they want theirs. Yes, they want theirs. Uh, That's right. They're battling it out. Uh, they're duking it out. Um, you know, I don't know. I'm I'm trying to see the penultimate query. It's like you, know, so you, you remember that um, study that said that. Judges are more likely to issue a guilty verdict before lunch. I've always heard of that. Huh? Than, I suppose, after lunch. They're more chill and wavy gravy after lunch. They're more chill and wavy gravy after lunch. We're going to hear all of our cases in the penultimate court before lunch when we're grumpy as fuck. Yeah. It's like right now, it's like, what time is it? Noon? And we yeah. haven't eaten lunch yet? Yeah. We had a big breakfast, but me personally, I'm kind of getting a little low on blood sugar. Everybody's going to be like, nah, man, if you get these guys before lunch, you're like cooked. <laughs> But if you get them after lunch, <laughs> and then we heard about it, so now we just declare a recess at one o'clock every day. I say meet back here yeah. in the morning. Everybody's like, "Fuck!" Well, that's the thing. Like, we can hear cases after lunch, but me and you are gonna be napping. Yeah, we're gonna be napping, and you're gonna be he- pleading your case in front of two napping. Especially, men. especially some of these more boring cases, of which there are many. If you like, if you nap at a desk, what's your favorite way to nap at a desk? Do you like to put your head down onto your crossed arms, or do you like to kick back and put your legs on the desk? Uh, the crossed arms a little more subtle, but I'm not gonna get caught me myself. Yeah. I've yeah, I've never I've never been a big desk napper. Mm. Didn't you never? I slept good when I was a kid. I didn't need a nap. You never fell asleep in school. 
Mm-mm. I fell asleep in school every single I, day. No, I did one. I did one time. I'll, I'm big enough man to admit this. I did one time. They used to give you cots. Remember, they used to give you a cot, take a nap. Uh-huh. Like when you're, I don't know if they still do that. They never did that for us. They just used to hit us. Did that they one didn't time. Hit us, I, but I, I pissed myself. You peed yourself. I, dude, I peed myself. I peed right. the cot. You peed the cot. Yeah, I peed myself in kindergarten. As it was about that. Because I, because I, I was too much of a coward ass to go to the bathroom. I was like, I don't, I don't want to ask. I don't want to like annoy my teacher, so I just peed my pants. <laughs> you just inconvenience everybody else around you. Well, I'm a huge piss stain. I lay down your leg. It's water. <laughs> well, we're gonna hear. The thing is, we're gonna get fucking crazy with this court. So we're gonna hear uh, six-year-old Terrence v. thirty-five-year-old Terrence. God, you know, we're gonna see which one was bitch. Yes. Why didn't you just ask? <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm going to berate my younger self. My younger self will have a legal representation. There, like, and I'll have legal representation. So there will be a lawyer arguing for me at 35, and then there will be a lawyer arguing for me at 6. Yeah. And those two, and, and yeah. yeah. Like it sounds suspiciously like at therapy my landlord put me through that one time. Yeah, yeah. Just a little side note, I don't recommend going to your landlord for therapy. Your Honor, my client... Was subjected to physical and verbal abuse in the home and in the church. Do you really think this was someone who could ask his teacher if he could go to the bathroom? Your Honor, objection, Your Honor. Objection, Your Honor. It's a simple ask. It's a simple ask. It's a simple ask. What is so hard about just asking the teacher? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and and I'm on the penultimate court, so I'm hearing this too. Yeah. So I have to weigh in yeah. on it. But you're helping me. I would good cop my younger self. Would you? I'd say, get over here, from you. <laughs> Give him a little hug, <laughs> a little kiss on the forehead. Uh huh. He'd think that's probably weird, but yeah. Like, why is this old man kissing me? Yeah. I am you, you dumb, funny little dumb bastard. <laughs> And he's like, no, no, I had such high hopes. I'm on the penultimate court. I'm on the penultimate court. court. What's right? Yeah, I, I made a name for myself yeah. on the penultimate court. Yeah. I'm a barterer in yeah. silk. Yeah. I have 10,000 silkworms at home. Yeah, what are you talking about? We have a massive I'm silk known. factory. I'm known. I'm known. Throughout, throughout Asia Minor. They know <laughs> this name rings bells. What are you talking about? Marco Polo Marco didn't Pol- have shit on me. <laughs> oh, he ain't got shit on me. <laughs> me, I paved the Silk Road, son. <laughs> I traveled many miles, horseback and camels and other beasts of burden, to give you this life. <laughs> You're going to say, oh, no, that's not the way I wanted to turn out. Well, you know what? I didn't like how I started out. How about that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, man. Also, you don't exist anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing. Like, we're going to hear also universe v multiverse. We'll yeah. hear that case. Yeah. Reality v surreality. Sur- yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> something's going to happen in that process just going to blow my mind. And I'm going to look <laughs> at, at the court like really ominously and we'll say, we have to adjourn for the day. We'll <laughs> be back here tomorrow. Uh-huh. 
and 16 versions of me over the years just walk out single file when I'm just like, oh my God. That's, that's, if we need to split duties, that's fine. But see, here's the thing. I'm personally ruling on the side of universe. On I'm, I'm just going to tell you, universe v. multiverse, I'm going to rule on the side of you. No matter if 23 versions of Terrence walk in, I'm fucking ruling on the side of universe. universe. And then as soon as you rule all the versions, you just poof, 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 yeah, they're disappearing. Yep. Yeah, it gets like you never existed, fuckers. Yeah. Yep. There's only one, bitch. There's only one. One of me. Oh God! I'm and in and in the case of reality v surreality, yeah, I think I'm gonna argue on the side of surreality on that one. So I'm I'm arguing surreality, but universe. Yeah, that's the kind of justice I am. I like to kind of mix it up, a little mix bit. it up a little. Bit. Yeah, I want one verse, right? One verse, but, but I want to be a little kooky. <laughs> yeah, I want to be just a little mm-hmm. out there. What would you do? Would you do multiverse v? Or multiverse and nah, I'd reality. Probably, I'd probably side with you on that. Okay, something there. Yeah, I like that idea of just one linear mm-hmm. thing, but it's weird. But it gets a little weird, a little gnarly here and there. Okay, all right. What about hands v feet? <laughs> we call Christian band from the nineties audio, audio adrenaline adrenaline. to the stand. <laughs> what did you mean when you said mm-hmm. I want to be your hands? I, I want to be, be your, your feet. feet. Which is better? And, and you cannot perjure yourself, Mr. Audio A, until he has to admit in front of the penultimate court that he's a feet guy. Further, he's a foot fetish. Furthermore, you can't lie because you're a Christian. <laughs> yeah. So we've got, you, we've got you over a barrel here. Uh-huh. Out with it. Yeah. Hands v. feet. That's good. Mm, well, we've we've did a lot today. We've done a lot on the docket for the penultimate court. Yeah. Man, what a it's a full day. That's that's what a full day looks like in the penultimate court. Yeah, god. There's not a day goes by we don't get something done. Yeah. There's no resting. This is my legacy. I do yeah. this because it's my I don't do it for the money. I don't have a Harlan Crow benefactor. Mm-mm. I do it for the legacy. Do it for the love of the game. I do it for the love of the game. <sighs> I do it to settle the big questions. Of our existence here on Earth. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. We could arbitrate these strikes. This rider strike. We'd have that wrapped We'd up. have that wrapped We can shift the fucking Overton win on everything. Baldness v. full hair. We can rule on the side of baldness. Yeah. And make that the norm. Yeah. So that guys with beautiful locks of hair, they're the ones pari- who are pariahs. Oh, yeah, yeah, They're yeah. the ones who are outcasts from society. Big dicks versus small dicks. <laughs> Not going to be a fun no, day for no. you hung fellas. I'm going to tell you that. <laughs> You're gonna tell you this ain't a hung jury on that one. <laughs> oh man. <clears throat> All right. Was, can we call it a day on the penultimate court? I wish we had a gavel to Yeah, we should have a maybe I can just photoshop or uh, audio shop that one in. <laughs> yeah. The law and order sound. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> boom, boom. <laughs> yeah. All right. <clears throat> Thanks for listening this week, everybody. Please go check us out on Patreon. Patreon.com. There's a comment section over there, and uh, if you have cases you want heard, bring them to us. Drop them. Drop them in the comments. Also, apparently, I get emails that there's a Q&A for people listening on Spotify. Really? Yeah. Wait, is what? On Spotify, people can now engage. They can leave comments? Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah, they've been mostly nice. One guy really doesn't like us. What did he say? But he listens every time. 
Bring him fucking haul his ass in front of the penultimate court. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Put yeah, put up or shut up, buddy. Yeah, you come in front of our court. Yeah, you're a little out of your depth. I'm sorry. You come in front of our court, and we're gonna actually treat you with kindness. Kindness. You know, you're not going to jail at all, sir. No, sir. He's like, send me to jail. No, this is what I deserve. No, 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 sir. No, you're gonna have a beautiful life. We're, you're gonna have a. You're gonna be content and happy. You're a beautiful wife that loves you. <laughs> Kids that. No. Well, kids more or less tolerate. That's about the best you can hope for. Yeah. Yep. And a golden retriever. Yeah. That's what that's the kind of justice you're getting into penultimate corn. Yeah. A beautiful life. Beautiful life. Are we gentlemen? <laughs> sure we are. That's right. Okay. Uh good leave comments on Spotify and Patreon. And uh we'll see you later. Uh, yeah, uh, one more thing. Uh, I got laid off today, so we just yeah, we just, just bump up on <laughs> Patreon contributions would be much appreciated. Yeah, so. th- this this court doesn't fund itself; it runs off of contributions from people like you. <laughs> yeah, so you're gonna have so to help yeah, us. in a sense, we can't be bought, uh, but mm-hmm. uh, you know, we, we do accept cash. You're all of our har- you're all of you. You're our our, our Harlan Crows. Sure. It was yeah. really hard to say that. <laughs> you are all our Harlan Crows. Yeah. It's tough to it's say, tough to you say that. Are, you, you are all our Harlan Crows. You are all our Harlan Crows. Oh, wow. That's yeah. fun. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Well, go support his son, Patreon. We need it. And we'll see you next time. Peace.